Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Jay's Pack, Sex Caliber, Bones A Lot, James, Madeline, Sunzi, Vixen, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Boazy, Jeremy, Ali, Mr. Rage Bomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Taylor, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we hang out daily. I have this neat thing where I do yard work for an hour, and I guess I just use it as an excuse. I'm like, I did yard work for an hour, and then I just jump into the pool. And I I'm know, like, that's right. We're getting three beers, Mikey. Maybe that's why he ignored me the second I was like, let's watch TV with a plot. What? <laughs> I, I can't. This whole stars, I don't want to say campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about inbred redneck mutants. Oh, are we going to talk about your family again this week, Mikey? Yeah. Are we ready? <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, as we continue Hillbilly Horror Month, Mikey made us watch Wrong, Wrong Turn from 2003. Now, was this the first time either of you had seen this movie? No. Yes. And yet I don't feel like it's the first time because I feel like I've seen 12 other versions of this movie. You have. And I have no idea how this movie has sequels unless they just kept remaking the same movie because there is nothing unique about it. It has six sequels. This movie is the most 2000s horror movie that's ever horror movied. That's true. That is an accurate, yes. Now, and and I will it's say, somehow at 84 minutes, it still pads the last 20 minutes. <laughs> it does, yeah. yeah. It feels like a supernatural episode. That they were like, we got to make this 84 oh, minutes. If this was rated R, was this rated R? It has to be. I'm for sure the amount it was of rated gore. R. I, I'll double check, but I'm sure it was. I kind of love it because it's so bad. But also good. The movie starts off, it just like hits the ground running. It where does. it's like, who cares about this guy? And I was like, oh, he has to hit this other car to even get the plot started. Why did they just put him all together with her? No, we just need a random guy who doesn't move over for ambulances to be in this movie. Yeah, I felt like this was, for lack of a better phrase, paint by numbers horror. Yes, it is. Where <laughs> yeah. no one has any real distinguishing characteristics. Now, granted, you're right. The pacing at, at the beginning, the pacing is great. But then they kind of paint themselves into a corner by revealing like their hand a little too early. Where at like 35 minutes into this movie, I was like, OK, so they're inbred hillbillies. Now what? And the rest of the movie is like run in different places. The rest of the movie is like bad predator. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever seen people stay in a tree that long? 
No. I have, but that place was called Endor. (laughs) (laughs) When they were were running through trees like it was fucking Assassin's Creed, I was so here for it, Mikey. They're on top of the tree. I was like, oh, yeah, they're still on top of these trees. Yeah. Very, very fake trees, too. Oh, yeah. Those trees are on a soundstage, and they're literally four feet off the ground, and there's, like, padding below them. Yes. And I like that everyone dies. Because they're dumb. I like that horror cliche of like, if you were a better person, you wouldn't even been in this situation. I see. I don't even think it's because they're dumb. I think they do nothing to earn it. And then it's just conveniently whoever needs to die next to kill more time. I just meant like those kids shouldn't even be there. And also, if you're going to go hiking or whatever, maybe go to a park. A national park or a place known for hiking. Not just a random road. Yeah. 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 Or this guy's like. A traffic jam? Let me just wander around the backwoods. See, okay, but Mikey, that happened to me a week ago. Why did you do that? Don't you? That's the no, road. Okay, so I got to explain. When you're coming from Northern California to Southern California, if you're on the five, uh, there's a section of like canyon that you kind of have to go through. And there's really only one way. And if it's blocked, you're kind of shit out of luck. And your only option is to cut through Bakersfield and then go around through the mountains on the backside or to go all the way out to the ocean and go around that side. We chose the mountains at two in the morning and it's the scariest thing I've ever fucking done. And never again. Oof. Was it but we sca- survived. There were no hillbillies. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, were there like the meth version of hillbillies? No, but there was a gas station at the end where they were just like, the hell y'all driving here? And I was just like, just give me the monster energy and don't ask more questions. <laughs> like, I'm like, howdy, y'all. Mikey is that kind of nice. <laughs> I went to the gas station last night at 1230 at night because it's like I'm feeling crazy on this holiday weekend to pick up gummies and a Diet Coke two liter. Mm-hmm. Love it. And, uh, and when Mikey says gummies, I just would love to clarify. He means very gummy candy. Haru. Yeah, exactly. He does not mean like edibles. No. That's no, like, I, I assumed. I was like some trolleys. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want some gummy candy. And then the lady, they're like talking. They're like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, I know it doesn't matter what people look like. And I just walk up and I said, yeah, it doesn't matter what people look like. Everybody's crazy. And they're like, yeah, man, that guy knows what he's talking about. And I was like, yeah. Now ring up these gummy worms. <laughs> and these Haribo sour bears and let's get this moving. Yeah. yeah. They're like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going to go watch a movie this late, but I wanted snacks. And they're like, that's such a good reason to come to the gas station. And I was like, man, this is a pleasant <laughs> experience for me. Thank you. I really love this story about how Mikey is like really fast friends with just random people in his life and not someone he's known for five plus years that is like put in work trying yeah, to like or be someone his who wants him to watch good TV with them so they can talk about it <laughs> and he just will never watch the thing they want to watch. You know what we yeah. should do, Paige? Just start a gas station by Mikey's house and wait. <laughs> yeah. It's the long game. We could put a TV in it that only plays stars. <laughs> <laughs> I would do like the one star, one star Google review of like only stars on the TV. Oh, I'm sorry. Only <laughs> premium television programming? Anyway, I'm not scared of this movie because I would never go on this trip. Oh, no. this movie scared me in the way. Really? Yeah, but it's, it's mainly because of the... And I think I know enough to use this correctly. I think it's because all the quote-unquote cheap jump, jump scares. Like mm. the big, like when the paddle fell yeah. out of the room there's like a big musical stinger and you're like what the why would you do that to me <laughs> there's a couple of cool kills like when it cuts her head off and the body falls down the tree then, yes. then it yeah. just reminds you that you're like 400 feet up in a tree for some reason <laughs> 
because you have to assassinate Archduke Ferdinand in Assassin's <laughs> Creed 12 or whatever. This movie, though, is like a time capsule. Like, if you were going to watch yes. any 2000s horror movie, this movie really just, like, this is all of them. I think it's this and Final Destination. Yeah. This movie does do... One thing that I do like that I think they made a wise decision because this movie was clearly not made for a lot of money. And so they don't really show you our villains head on yeah. or even full faces until about three quarters through the movie. Yeah. Which I thought was wise because once you do see them, you're like, oh, no. I don't love this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't realize Spirit Halloween produced this. You it know? looks like they've been eating a lot of baby rules. What? From Goonies. Baby Ruth. <laughs> have you seen Goonies, Paige? I have, not recently though. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Well, I hope it's on stars sometimes, so maybe you'll watch it. <laughs> Is that not good enough for stars, Paige? <laughs> Is that why you haven't seen Goonies? At least they don't make us watch something that costs 15 fucking dollars for a yes, slice of 2003. <laughs> you picked the shit. You picked a movie. And texting us like, oh, just do it on the Microsoft store. Fuck you. I don't own a Microsoft item. I own this movie. A movie I... Hope to never watch again. I'm so sorry. It was streaming more places earlier. And yet, and yet, I asked you guys to do a Stars 30 Day free subscription. I did it. I had to. I had to for a movie we did for the podcast. I didn't continue it though. There's nothing on there I want to watch. Fuck all of that. Uh, <laughs> when I come to Tennessee, I'm going to sneak into both of your houses and subscribe to Stars. I'll be disappointed if you don't. I'll be like, office. Can you send over a patrol car? My house has been broken into. Someone has subscribed to Stars on my Amazon. <laughs> was anything taken? Uh... No, just premium TV was given, asshole. <laughs> Just my pride and my dignity. <laughs> now my neighbors think I'm a stars. <laughs> <laughs> I do think we can all agree that Eliza Dushku's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, I guess, like really the dodged luckiest the bullet. man on. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the he's like the boyfriend in the first Terminator who calls and is like, "Yeah, I can't go on our date tonight." <laughs> yes. Okay, let's yeah. talk about this group of friends. So let's talk about it. Eliza's boyfriend leaves a voicemail, breaks up with her. Yes. One friend makes all the other friends call out of work and or school to go on this trip. I've been like, look, that is really sad. Can we not just like hang out on Friday? I mean, I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to use my PTO for this. Can I just postmate <laughs> you whatever will make you stop crying for a little bit? And then right. I have shit to do. Uh, yeah. I'm going to get you an edible arrangement and we can come see you on Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going <laughs> to organize a trip to Gatlinburg or the Smokies or the, like, the Rockies or whatever fucking mountains we can get, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, let's plan out a trip. No. Oh, no. You just want to go to West Virginia and wander around side roads until you find the forest? If I ever break up with someone and any of you take me to the fucking forest, I'll kill you. You won't even have to worry about the hillbillies. I'll save you the time. We did just watch Deliverance, so that checks out. They they name-checked Deliverance in this movie. They did. I, I'm so glad. Have you guys ever seen Deliverance? I was like, we have last week. <laughs> I literally responded to the TV. I was like, that was our last episode, actually. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> yeah, just dropped yeah. today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that line was in there, but like I should pretend I did. Not only is that line in there, 
in the area of like cars that have been taken by the hillbillies, there is one canoe, which is very funny because there is no river around them that is established yes. in the movie. So like, well, there's like a stream by the house that we only see in the overhead view, but it's impossible for it to be there because in the overhead view, that's where the driveway is. Yes. So it's like not even it can't be. But also <laughs> the tow truck they drive looks like the tow truck from Deliverance. It does. But it's just funny that they have a canoe because who was paddling a canoe up to this dirt road? Hey, Todd, even inbred cannibals need hobbies, okay? Yeah, and it was all fun and games until that canoe ran over barbed wire. Exactly, Paige. And by that, I mean a DVD of the Pamela Anderson classic barbed wire. It's on stars. <laughs> it probably is. No, because then you'd watch it. You're acting like I haven't. I'm going to record a video of me subscribing to stars, watching barbed wire, and then unsubscribing immediately. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what Paige is talking about. <laughs> I enjoyed this, but I wouldn't call it premium. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you guys want to get into this movie so we can talk about it scene by scene? Well, do you guys have any questions about uh, this is a little different? I mean, this is kind of similar to Deliverance. We got some hillbillies, you know? Sure. This is similar to Deliverance, Cabin uh -huh. Fever, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh -huh. Literally the hill every movie like this. Like there yeah. is, I'm not kidding. When I said, I don't know how this has sequels because it doesn't have one unique distinguishing characteristic i meant it <laughs> like what could you even make it a sequel for this this is uh 20 years before ai generated scripts yet feels like an ai, <laughs> like an generated, AI script. generated script is eliza dushku in all six of them no four wrong turns would be a circle <laughs> <laughs> she does a 540 in this series she would have taken second place at the x games <laughs> i mean she's no tony hawk actually she's not in it it looks like i'm looking at the uh, cast list for wrong turn six last resort and she's not in it does it take place on the beach that'd be fun it'd be fun if they switched up locales i have haven't seen any of them. I don't think Eliza Dushku reprises her role. It looks like it may be a brand new cast every time, which I think is smart. I do, but I do think it means they just remake the same movie over and over again. It could be like Fast and the Furious. There could be like a four movie plot somewhere in there. We don't know. <laughs> Wrong turn, Tokyo Drift. It's where they just make a normal turn instead of drifting. I only can turn left. So do you guys want to go to this movie scene by scene? Sure. We open on the woods. I thought it was a traffic jam. Or is it the woods? It's the woods. Oh, it is the woods. No, this movie starts off with, I don't know, like every first date I went on when I was uh, newly divorced. See, this is you why you don't hike or climb on dates. I don't know how many times I've I would do. People. I would go to a, a climbing gym. Jim. Who's Jim? <laughs> oh, he's this guy. We would like grease him up and then we would all try and climb him. And it is the most fun you can have <laughs> with your straight friends. Air quotes, straight yeah. friends. Yeah. This is why you don't go to the gas station with me. <laughs> <laughs> this is what yes ending is. No, I meant the climbing gym, Mikey, where like you go to climb walls. Even still, do you know how fast I would have just like unmatched and blocked on Tinder? If someone was like, let's go climbing. No. <laughs> Paige. There's no way you would have ever met me. <laughs> Some asshole wanted me to go hiking. God. <laughs> like, ugh. Well, I mean, I wouldn't go into the woods to climb. That would be asking for murder. Yeah. Not on a first date. Right. I don't know, guys. I think relationships are a climb enough without having to actually <laughs> physically climb. That's true. Wise words, Pastor Mikey. Uh, 
Hello, fellow kids. I like that you held up a peace <laughs> sign on an he audio did. medium. He did. He like held up. He was like, peace, <laughs> which is that something that youth pastors do? I don't know. No, they usually just strum guitars and talk about testies. <laughs> Let's get those testimonies going. <laughs> <laughs> we saved four people tonight. I feel Jesus here. I feel God in this chilies tonight. <laughs> Anyway, they're climbing. <laughs> it goes bad. Dude, This the cold open is brutal. It is. He gets to the top and gets mysteriously murdered. And then she's like, oh, my God, I think he got murdered. So she cuts herself loose and tries to climb and falls. She tries to free solo it. Yeah, and can't. Yeah, next to his body, right? Yeah. And she's just like, oh, no. And then, like, she gets up and they get her, like, immediately. Did you guys like that that woman climbed 70% of what that man climbed. I thought that was an interesting metaphor. Yeah, I honestly at this point should have known that this movie was written by a man, but it was really <laughs> confirmed when the like the accident happens and then people split off and the first idea the girl has is to blow her boyfriend. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is definitely written by a dude." <laughs> I don't even think he was her boyfriend. Yeah, I think they were just friends, <laughs> yeah. which is weirder. But no, they weren't dating. It was her and the guy from the movie Frozen that we've also done. Um, but on this also podcast. from Airbud, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly haven't seen Airbud. I'm saving it for my Airbud Virgin series. I had a crush on him as a kid, so like, whatevs. I think they were just friends, and she's like, take off your pants and he's like what yeah dear penthouse i never thought it would happen to me a rich guy sideswiped our car and i had to stay and, and stay with one of our friends and she gave me a blowjob mm -hmm. and to completion right because like we don't see her finish but we see them after we do yeah. see them afterward and she is eating the power bar that he's looking for but i think she earned it I think she earned it too. She put in that work. She had to get that taste out of her mouth too. I get it. I also don't think he was murdered. You never see that. You just see a foot, a shoe he left behind. No, you see his dead body fall out of the truck, dude. Oh, yeah. that's right. Well, that <laughs> joke got murdered just like he did. <laughs> Throw in the yep. dunes. It was worth it. Throw though, it like. in the dunes. <laughs> anyway, we're not even there yet. And we just described like the next 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Well, because, you know, <laughs> we end the cold open. There's evil hillbillies. And then we cut to the credits, which is just a whole bunch of newspapers. Paper clippings of like inbreeding, death, murder, question mark, mountain man legend continues. <laughs> Do you know the scariest inbreeding piece of horror fiction I've ever seen? Hmm. That episode of X Files where they go into that one house. Do you know what I'm talking about? It no. scared the shit out of me. I think the craziest bit of like inbred horror is just like the Habsburg family line. <laughs> oh, it's called Home. I, I never watched X-Files because I thought it might be too scary. Some episodes were. like X-Files was like really just rolling the dice. My older sisters liked it, and I wouldn't watch it with them because I was too scared of it. My family and I watched it. We would watch Simpsons and X-Files on Sunday nights. Sure, sure, but sure. But like that episode, the family was killing and eating people, and it was directed with like, it, it was like a horror movie. It was super scary. It's also one of the only ones to receive a TVMA rating upon broadcast. Oh, cool. no shit. Anyway, that's the scariest inbred horror that I've ever seen. Anyway, we cut to Chris stuck in traffic. And if you listen to the radio before he turns it off, it, there's like a preacher who's like, it's evil to plant a seed in your own kin. And I was like, what? Who has to have a sermon about this one? It's uh, like that page. billboard. Yeah, there are billboard billboards like that, in like, the South mm. that say she's your daughter, not your date. So, like, yeah. I'm glad the pastor was reminding them this. Yeah. You shouldn't need that. I agree with your premise. Yeah. But 
sadly you do apparently yeah anyway there's a super traffic jam so he goes up to ask one of the truck drivers in front of him and he's just like yo i have to get to raleigh north carolina tonight uh how am i gonna do that there's all these cars in the way and they're like yeah that's what traffic means dipshit so have fun <laughs> with that is a huge dick to him though because he's like oh I'm, I'm with mikey the trucker is right what are you gonna do we're all stuck in traffic nothing you he can like do knocks on it he's like what the fuck can they can just is there anything we can do to go faster and he's like no it's a car accident i mean he could have just said no but he was like what you want to do is go back to your car and then fix your hair a thousand more times. And I was like, <laughs> okay, you could have just said no. He's right. That's what he's going to have time to do. I'm with Mikey on this one. Such a good bird, though. Like, I mean, <laughs> but also, like, what job interview is at midnight that you have to be there for? I think it's 7 a.m. the next morning, and he has to get there and stay. And Then he needs to sit his ass in traffic, and maybe his car would not be wrecked. That's what I and was thinking. he would also not have watched a lot of people die. But he also prob- probably would have gotten to have trauma sex with Eliza Dushku, which That's is what true. I imagine happened after this film. I Honestly, we don't know anything about any of the characters in this movie, which is, I think, my favorite part of it, because... At the end of this movie, like they could be walk or driving away at the end, and he'd be like, "Man, I got to get back to my wife and kids," and that would make so much sense to me because we don't know. I would do this movie, and at the end, she would be like, "It was my girlfriend who broke up with me." Oh, <laughs> that would be great. I would be like, "Are you should probably go back to your home and fix your hair a thousand times." <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if they called every character by a different name every single time, I wouldn't have noticed. That's how little we know about these characters. I prefer a horror movie where I'm just like, here are these people and they're going to die. And I don't know or care about them. (laughs) Well, in this movie, you don't know or care about any of the main characters because you don't know anything about the main characters. The main dude should have died. You do not go down that fast on a winding road flipping with your fucking CDs. At least slow down a minute. Also, when he holds on to the underside of that car, like American oh, Ninja oh, like Warrior Kate level Fair with style? a leg that's all shot. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a doctor. He might be. He's such a Mary Sue. I hate him. Poor Jeremy Sisto. Such a cutie. Is that his name? Jeremy Sisto? Jeremy Sisto. Yeah. He was Not in the a main lot of guy. Films. That's the guy who yeah. gets shot with the arrows. He was the fiance who talks a lot. I like him, though. I think he's probably the best one in this movie. Yeah. Besides the skinny inbred guy. I liked him, too. Oh, because he's got the two butter knives and he's like, (laughs) the whole time. And I was like, who designed this? Who decided this was the thing? I don't know who played the inbred characters, but I do know every one of them played orcs in the Lord of the Rings trilogies. Like that's the energy they put out the entire movie. In my mind, the smaller, longer haired, double butter knifed uh, hill person was played Mm -hmm. by Riff Raff from Rocky Horror. How dare you? <laughs> it's astounding. <laughs> People eating madness. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he's like, I'm not going to sit in traffic. Turns around, takes <laughs> takes a dirt road. And guys, this is before GPS. He just raw dogs those oh, roads, yes. man. Which I know. What this is the craziest <laughs> level of just male stupidity. He's like, uh, I don't have a map. I'm about to take this off-road. Let's go. Cincinnati's north. I'll just head that way. Well, he's trying to get to Raleigh, so it's I don't know why he's trying to go to Cincinnati, but sure. Well, I think that's just the city Mikey made up because he has no idea where this movie takes place. <laughs> I don't listen to <laughs> names, locations. I'm here to review this film. 
Those are details. I don't get bogged down in that. <laughs> yeah. Whoever said a movie's made up of millions of details is an idiot. Who was that? Oh, was it Spielberg? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Makes like 40 good movies and I don't have to believe everything he says. <laughs> yeah. Also, S Spielberg didn't say that. I just made that up. But it sounded like <laughs> some shit Spielberg would have said. So like. Anyway, so he raw dogs this road trip <laughs> and goes onto a dirt road, uh, finds what may be a gas station or might just be someone's house. There are gas pumps in front of it. But I'm not convinced. It doesn't look like, I mean, I, I guess it does look like an old timey sort of gas station, but it also looks like that man lives there. Right. I've gotten a lot of life advice from people who were currently drinking Pepto-Bismol, mm -hmm. but this is not the kind of vibe I want from someone drinking Pepto-Bismol. I want that person to have been just like very hungover from the night before, you know, having a good night. This guy looks like he eats too much people, so he has he has stomach issues. You would like working on my team because I've got I've really the last few years morphed into like Danny Glover lethal weapon. So I'm like Pepto Bismo, and I'm like I'm too old for this shit. Oh yeah, the files are down the hall, you know. And like that's how I am at work now. I want to know how your team members are destroying huge parts of the city as mental health counselors, because <laughs> that's the kind of shit that Danny Glover deals with, where he's just like, God damn it, I gotta tell the chief about this shit. Like it's that like a kind high of speed <laughs> chase on the interstate, yeah. and instead of like people shooting, it's like a mental health counselor being like, This is your your mom's fault. <laughs> I have no How shit. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I have no shit. Taking the scene from Lethal Weapon 1 where Mel Gibson goes to talk to a suicidal man on a ledge and the guy's like, you're crazy. I want to get down. He's like, no, I'm not going to let you. Handcuffs himself to that man and they jump off together. And so I show the scene at the beginning of the training and I said, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like as an icebreaker of like, you know, this will be a fun training. You should. You could also show that episode from The Office where oh, <laughs> where Michael oh, where the bouncy castle episode jump onto a bouncy castle. <laughs> anyway, he goes down this dirt road, gets to the gets to this gas station place where the guy is just like, "Huh? A phone? Long distance? You playing with me, boy?" And he's just like, "Get what? What? This man has less sense than he has teeth, and that's not saying much. Like it's crazy because he's like." Hey, I need to use the phone. I got to contact somebody. He gives him an excuse. And the guy's like, the phone's over there. So he goes to the phone that clearly hasn't worked in years. And he comes mm -hmm. back and is like, hey, do you have a phone inside? I just need to, I have, I have an emergency. And he's like, that's the only phone we have. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Definitely not selling gummies and Diet Coke like you should be. <laughs> You'll never be one of Mikey's friends. I want a Jack Link stick stacked. <laughs> no, I mean, unlike this douchebag playing with his hair or whatever, I would have befriended that man to make him want to help me. I think that guy is in league with the hillbillies. They don't all look alike, Todd. Mikey, I'm with, I'm with they Todd do, on this though. One. I'm with <laughs> they fully do, though. This one looks a little less inbred than the other ones. They look like Southern Urukai. Yes, what they, they look are. like. <laughs> yeah, instead of being like green, they're like white orcs. Yes. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boy. I literally said that when her body fell out of the tree. <laughs> because that's like, at that moment, that's when you start to really reveal what they look like. And I was like, oh, they look like they yeah. walked off of 
Lord of the Rings. Like that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Maybe they did. That'd be an interesting backstory. That's why they have torches. It was around the same time. I wonder if it'll pop up in fun facts. Mm. That looks like a no from Paige. Just her yeah. face. <laughs> I'm like, uh, no. Fun fact: the initial backstory was a portal opened to the Lord of the Rings land, and they came through. <laughs> well, I don't mean like the backstory. I just mean like the special effects artists that worked on those films worked on this one or something like that. Oh, Peter Jackson's wrong turn. <laughs> 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 One ring to steer them all. One ring to find them. My name's Frodo, and I got a job interview tomorrow. I can't sit here because this tower fell because of this. You guys dug too deep and found Mr. that. Mr. Frodo, fire. calm down. We don't need to go on the dirt road. I'll carry you, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> You're saying that these trucks got to stop because they they dug down. What is the thing called? A more a more brog got up or whatever. A like how much? No, it's, it's a, a Balrog. Balrog. You're a Balrog. <laughs> I'm about to bow you your rog. You shall not pass. <laughs> For 45 minutes. Can you wait that long? <laughs> no. No. And he was like, no, I got to get off this interstate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hang on. Is that the wrong turn? Which turn was the wrong one? Because we see a lot of different turns featured in this movie. And I just didn't recognize which one was the wrong one. The wrong turn is the friends that we made along the way. Is the friends that got murdered along the way. Yeah. I think the wrong turn was when those close relatives decided to turn towards each other and have relations. They are not magical. There, We did not see any women folk. That's we didn't, true. but they have to be breeding inter family, right? Like, they, right. That is the premise that they're inbred, right? That's what it says in the newspapers. But right? I'm expecting Lannisters, and I'm getting orcs. Yeah. Oh yeah, Th none of the orcs were serving Lannister we realness in this at all. <laughs> I hope the next four wrong turn movies really clear these questions up for us. Yeah, I really want to get into who's fucking who and the wrong turnovers. <laughs> Here's what I want: the opening to be like the real housewives of whatever city where it's like I'm his brother and he's my husband <laughs> like together here on the real housewives of literally anywhere in Ohio yeah I've got a question to ask you don't lose your head like that kind of craziness yes anyway so he sees on a map he's like i think this connects with the highway and the guy's like i don't know maybe and it's like <laughs> you hung the map there guy and also live here jackass <laughs> i mean i guess you yes. don't have to help someone who is like asking you questions i guess you could just be an asshole mikey who is smiling a lot right now as i say that i just and my my head cannon his wife just left him 15 minutes before that guy <laughs> drove up Left him for a guy from the city who fixes his hair a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's like, she left me and took little Cletus with her. She met a doctor from the city. Of course, his name was Cletus. He owns a Christmas tree farm, and I hope she'll be real happy. Like, yeah. I got some growing and learning to do. And even though we were kin and siblings growing up, I'll still miss her. Like that kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was the best brother father I could be, but it just wasn't enough. <laughs> Soon to Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> Brother Father Ministries. <laughs> Brother Father Stepmother Daughter Son. I have, uh, by the way, uh, I'm going to cut uh, this. This uh, is like not uh, at all uh, on topic, but I have a great idea for a new production company name Brother Father Ministries. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, we do have to come up with a new we name. We do. I mean, Rangoons Media. 
That's got to be taken. Anyway, he decides from glancing at a map once that he's going to just raw dog the rest of that dirt road. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you believe a map that someone had hand drawn like a road on like he was Donald Trump on a map of a hurricane projection that like didn't go exactly where he wanted it to? Mm -hmm. You guys... He has to learn the lesson Mm -hmm. that two wrong turns don't make a right. (laughs) No, they make a turnaround. Yeah, three (laughs) wrong turns would make a right. Unless you turned right three times, then that would make a left. That's true. Well, no, that yeah, I guess. <laughs> he turned right into that uh, barbed wire. We can't. We got to stop recording so late. We, we can't. I, we got, <laughs> I, we can't record with three beer, Mikey. <laughs> I was. I've been on. I was like, you know what I want for this episode? Three beers and a late night energy. Three beers, the sun, and late yeah. night energy. I like being red. That's my new thing. All right. <laughs> Mikey's new thing is just being a communist. <laughs> Mikey's new thing is skin cancer. Everyone get on board. Guys, we're very sad to report that Mikey, he's in that cult that, that suns their that taint. Suns yeah. their taint. Uh, it's good for you. Okay. <laughs> um, I charge my dick through solar power. So like, that's why I'm Superman in bed. It's because of your yellow sun humans. <laughs> I'm so sorry. By Superman, <laughs> do you mean unable to get a franchise off the ground? <laughs> he has been unsuccessful in a lot of romantic relationships. So that that could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. But his house is littered with sunspots. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway, he takes off on this dirt road and he sadly fell victim to one of the most deadly parts of the late 90s early 2000s which is having to change cds his stained (laughs) cd started skipping so he had to change it the funny thing is he changes his cd fine he then looks up has control of the car and then sees a dead deer and that's what pulls his focus yeah there's no way he doesn't see that car is my point my point is he wanted to hit them. Yeah. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, I need an excuse for why I'm going to be late to this interview. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie does a good job of like showing you what it feels like to hit someone in an accident. Yeah. Because you don't notice it until it's way too late, obviously. That's why the accident gets caused. But like you just smack into the back of somebody. That part was like pretty well shot, I thought. I thought so, too. It, it was a well shot car accident. And then we will find out that the car that he hit hit barbed wire in the middle of the road and that's why their tires are out. And the people who were in that car weren't in that car yeah. when, when he hit them because they were already spread out around the road for some reason. Well, I think they were just like dicking around waiting for help or whatever because they had yeah. like pushed their car sort of off the main road because of the barbed wire popping their tires. Here's the scary part about this scene. Those cannibals, they're making that choice. Because there's just deer laying around everywhere. And they're like, no, we're not going to eat them. Oh, yeah. yeah. They definitely have developed a liking for man flesh. Yeah. I think what you mean is they're environmentalists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are doing more for global warming than any of us. Absolutely. And taking cars off the road. Double whammy. Think green. So I think you mean the heroes of this movie? <laughs> well, that's why they're in all of the sequels. Are they? 
I thought they all died in this movie. Well, I, I would no, assume that all of the wrong turns feature, what do we call them? Inbreds. The hill folk. Yeah, I would assume. This is the first one I've ever seen, So, I, but I would assume it's the same sort of vibe, right? Maybe. I, I really <laughs> like to think about maybe this and On the Line existing in the same cinematic universe. <laughs> I just like to think that the person who left a message on her phone breaking up with her was Lance Bass. <laughs> Oh no! Wait, that was the wrong one. I was thinking because it's Emmanuel Chiriqui, but she's not the one who got broken up with. No, Emmanuel Chiriqui is the one who just got engaged, and like I get it. Yeah, they were Jeremy Sisto, very very cute. Todd shaking his head. Yes, he understands the power and the draw <laughs> of the Sisto. I mean, I think Emmanuel Chiriqui is an attractive. They're both attractive yeah. people. Like, yeah. I mean, she's fine or whatever, but like Jeremy <laughs> Sisto. <laughs> I mean, she's so hot. She turned Lance Bass for a movie. So like. A movie we've done for Romancing the Pod. Yeah. You mean wrong turned him? <laughs> she did wrong turn him, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one guy's name in that movie? The G something or other that we rabbit hold oh, about? I don't remember because it wasn't worth remembering, but I remember <laughs> it being funny. And if you want to hear, go listen to that episode. Yeah. It was our On the Line episode. On, on the, the Line. The yeah. Yes. Hubcap, turkey subs. Speaking of that, what episode are we recording in like 12 hours from now? For... 365 part two. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, gotta, I, I, have to watch, I have to wake up tomorrow morning at like seven and watch pornography for two hours. You're and then welcome. Watch, and then record an yeah. episode with my horniest of friends. I'm going to stay up tonight and watch the first one and then <laughs> the second one. In the 12 hours we have between... Between this recording and the next recording, you're going to spend four of them watching that movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> Don't forget I'm going to brew coffee and masturbate. <laughs> During the episode or before? It better be before we record the episode, Paige. I am not going to be live studio audience for that. I'm just saying, I've seen the second one and I get it. <laughs> oh, the second movie. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't think you have. Uh-uh. No. The second film. Okay. Anyway, okay. so they decide that they're going to take a walk to the nearest house because he basically says there's no phone at the gas station, but we can keep walking up this road and see what's up. Which is dumb. I would walk back to the gas station and tell that guy, we got into a terrible accident. Please help us. Yeah. Well, and he'd be like, great, I'll bring the knife. Like, oh, you no, know. I, I, great, I'll call the um, tow truck. Like, I think that's why the tow, they have a tow well, truck. Well, the tow truck is, is oh. the. The tow truck is the inbred people. I think that he, they are working in league with the gas yeah, station. Yeah, that's attendant. what I'm saying. So if you go yeah. back to the gas station, you're just going to die. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. But that's probably what I would have done, too, because that's like something we know exists somewhere in the world. Like, right. I, I could get us back there. But I mean, I do agree that we probably would have just been killed shortly after they called that tow truck for us, you know? Yeah. Anyway, they leave Kevin Zeggers and that other girl smoking on the hood of the car and she <laughs> blows him. Yeah. She just like, you know, it would be fun if I sucked your dick. And like, listen, it would have been. It would be fun. Dear wrong turn. I never thought it would happen <laughs> to me. I knew in that moment that this was written and directed by a man. Look, I have received one randomly before. It does happen. You've done what? You've received what? A thing like that before? A gift? A, <laughs> a gift of the mouth? <laughs> the gift of Gab? <laughs> I've met Gabby. She's real nice. Yeah. It's the gift of Gag. Um... Wait, Mikey, please tell me more. 
you know, you hang out with your friend and you just ask them and they say, yeah. She's like, yeah. And I was like, cool, thanks. It never hurts to ask. The worst people can say is no. Wait, where where were you hanging out? Well, our car had broken down and we were just <laughs> on the hood of the car waiting for a tow truck. You son of a bitch. I should have known you were walking me through the plot in your tricky 4D chess ways. This is right before you got murdered, right? <laughs> it just never hurts to ask. I mean, sometimes people say yes. That's my advice to you out there. You never know. Mikey, you're going to get a lot of weird DMs. Yeah, I was going to say read the room <laughs> first before asking. Don't ask me. <laughs> ask your friends. I'm not involved in your life. Go to your life with your friends. Mikey, we're friends, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather hang out with the gas station people than you. Well, yeah, they have gummies. Well, yes. Like, I wasn't going to go on this wilderness adventure, but I followed a trail of Haribo bears, and now I'm here. <laughs> the Haribo bears is my favorite sports team. The Berenstain bears are mine. <laughs> we're like 20 minutes done. I mean, this movie's not that we're, long. We're about to jump ahead like 10 minutes because nothing happens for 10 minutes except they like walk. walking. The, the couples, they talk about being engaged or whatever. And they're like, baby, for our wedding, we should. And I was like, ugh. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, not not much happens. They just like, have that conversation. about eloping. Yeah. And then they're like, she's like, no, we're having a wedding because we don't know hardly anything about these people which isn't cool because she just had a breakup they should be kind of keeping it on the dl for this supportive trip quote unquote they just got engaged like i get it also they're probably too young and haven't had enough conversations to be getting engaged but whatever like if you don't know that your partner wants to elope or wants to have a big wedding when you're getting engaged like you probably should talk about that that's true i flirted with the idea of eloping i thought that was fun I like the idea of an elopement, but also like I've done it before. So like if it's your hopefully your only wedding, like your first wedding, like I get it. Yeah. Have a, have a time. That's ultimately where I ended up. But if I ever got married again, I might elope. Yeah. Just like, why not? Same. Let's go. Yeah. Anyway, we cut back and forth between them, the the group that is walking towards what they believe to be a gas station and the group that's left at the cars who are literally just going through all the stuff in the cars. Like looking for food. Like the guy from Frozen, whose name I can't remember, who just Kevin got Zangers. blown. Um, yeah. He is like asking for food, like looking for food. And she finds one of the power bars and starts eating it. But he like is not with her he's like looking in the other car i think and then we see him walk away but like he doesn't make a sound like he's just gone yeah she just looks in the rearview mirror and he's gone yeah just like gone just like a man <laughs> i know right he got his and he got out he's like i'm gonna leave my shoes so she thinks i'm dead i'm gonna hit it and quit it by it i mean life what <laughs> i guess she technically is the first character to eat meat in this movie I don't think it's meat, but it's definitely protein. I mean, she had that wiener in her mouth. <laughs> he looked more like a Vienna sausage type dude. I wouldn't know. It's because he was in the movie Frozen. It was cold, guys. <laughs> it was cold. Not his fault. Anyway, she does come upon one of his bloody shoes and then his ear with all his earrings in it, which I thought was Just like, like a man not listening. <laughs> I did think it was crazy that like we're supposed to expect that that didn't make any sound like she didn't right? hear that but she didn't like he didn't scream or anything you know who didn't hear that he didn't because did. his ear was on the ground <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, so, I'm really dumb today I apologize today that's all just good. today she screams 
when she see, he sees the ear and as she backs up, there's somebody behind her and they get her with razor wire. Through like her through mouth. the face. Oh, dude, that shot was pretty brutal too, man. Like through the face. It was a pretty cool kill. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. There's some cool kills in this. I liked the version of it in Upgrade better where he does the knife and then just oh, stomps yeah. on the guy's head to slice it in half. Man, I wish that was a horror movie. That movie fucking slaps. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's got faux Tom Hardy. Faux Tom Hardy in it. Logan Marshall Green. The guy who acted his way out of redeeming love. <laughs> he got one. He got one. Oh, he did get a blowjob by the side <laughs> of the road. You're right. <laughs> this movie is just like redeeming love. <laughs> I, I mean, the houses do kind of look like tough sheds. Um, so they get to a house at the end of the road. There's like a dead end where they kind of call out over the, they, you know, cliffs but then they get to a house and they look around and it is very clearly a rundown house that kidnaps people and takes their cars like obviously right it is the scariest house from every scary movie i've ever seen yeah or just like an old house that like no one takes care of yeah but they're just immediately like let's go inside right and i'm like "Mm -mm." they do sort of keep ramping up the stakes like listen because it's like the possible doctor wants to go in that house to like look for a phone because no one's answering the door obviously they knock first but i would have sent him in there by himself i'd be like okay go look for a phone i would have as well but emmanuel chiriqui's fiance and eliza dushka were like no we probably shouldn't go in like that's have you never heard of the castle doctrine but emmanuel chiriqui has to pee yes they keep like giving reasons as to why they should go in so they eventually do go in but they're just not good enough like if it was my group of friends i'd be like Paige, go pee around the corner yeah like go behind a car and pee yeah it'll be fine pee in the dunes exactly pee in the dunes we're not going in murder town usa's oldest tough shed yeah no thank you guys if it was just like a twangy song though it'd just be an episode of american pickers <laughs> yeah, if they rolled up and were just like hey can we take these old gas station signs oh look this old doll that's definitely haunted we could sell this for eight hundred dollars <laughs> i've been looking for a jar of old dentures from the 1940s <laughs> hey y'all got a container of brains <laughs> how about for all three of these lungs in a jar we make that 200 and then for the chevy outside throw that in we'll call it an even thousand I really should go back and watch American Pickers. I missed a lot, apparently. Todd, the American Pickers shop is here in Nashville. I mean, that sounds like a tourist trap to me. Like, there's no way I want to go there. That is. That's not where the good antiquing is. No, you gotta. I'll find the good antiquing. Hey, did you guys want to finish the episode? Maybe so. Like, what is? You're such a fucking square, dog. Go back to your podcast (laughs) and fix your hair a thousand times. Sorry, I distracted us by getting water and and reading a text from Blaine assuring me that I won't see any tarantulas. That's what a tarantula person would say. <laughs> That's exactly what I, know. I mean. I, there's no guarantee that underneath his clothes he doesn't have tarantula arms. That's it looks like abs, but it's just tarantulas. Uh, no, so <laughs> this is so early at six twelve p.m. right before we started recording. Yo, is the tarantula mating season thing real or is Armando full of shit? And he said, in my 13 years of living in Austin, I've never seen one. They do live in Texas and have been seen in Austin. Yes, it's mating season. You will never see one. Was that like a diss? Like, oh, it's mating season. You'll never see one. Is that like a diss on you? Blaine's got jokes. 
They wouldn't want you. Yeah, don't to... worry, Paige. You're not a tarantula's type, all right? You're going to die alone, completely devoid of tarantulas. But also, Paige, think of how many shoulders a tarantula has. <laughs> Technically eight, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a wrong turn back into the episode. So they walk into this <laughs> creepy house so Emmanuel Cherokee can go pee. But as they're walking around, they're like spines and shit sitting around and the fridge is full of body parts. They're in this house way too long. Yes. Because it is creepy from the jump. And they're in there three minutes. And the whole time Emmanuel Cherokee's like, hey, help me find the bathroom. Help me find the bathroom. And they're like, yeah, they're literally like <laughs> yeah. eyeballs out of cabinets. Yes. They're like, the bathroom's over there down the hall. Yeah. yeah. And they find like a pile of barbed wire and they're like, wait a second. So here's what I hate about the scene. They never show us what the bathroom looks like. No, we see the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, they do. Mm -hmm. It's gross. And there's a body in the tub. Yeah. She she finds a body in the tub. The, the toilet doesn't have a back on it. Like it's just like the bowl. <laughs> Yeah, they show it to us. It's gross. But I mean, like, they should have known immediately upon entering this place that murders have taken place here recently. Like, when the generator was still going, I was like, oh, that means someone was in this house within, like, yes, I don't know, three, recently. four hours at most. Right. Yes. And they're going to be back. Like, I wouldn't, you wouldn't leave a generator like that running if you were going to be gone for a while, right? You would turn it right. off because it it's just like a waste of gas, right? So like right. that's, when they saw that, they should have been like, oh, we have to leave immediately. Right. And I guess they do try to once they realize. It just takes them too long to realize. Yes, absolutely. And as they realize, the truck pulls up and they're like, oh shit, the back door, but it's boarded up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and they try and break through the back door, but can't. Well, they're very white conservative so the back door is off limit <laughs> mikey that's where you're wrong i was about to say that has not been my learned experience from white conservative women but whatever mikey anyway they can't get through the back door and so they all just kind of like scatter and hide emmanuel chiriqui and jeremy sisto hide in like a cabinet like a like a closet that they luckily don't open because yeah. if they had opened it they would have been fucked and then eliza dushku and the other guy hide under a bed and they literally tow their trucks home. So now their cars are here. Well, and their cars aren't drivable because they're like, they yeah. have just been wrecked. So like they cannot leave. Although when we do see them looking at the house before the uh, hillbillies show up, we do find like a bunch of keys. Yeah. And they should have taken as many of those keys as they could have. And then just tried to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do find the cars later, so we know where they are, but they didn't know that beforehand, so they didn't have that knowledge. Like, I understood why they didn't take them, but I wish they had. Yeah, same. But uh, they bring her, their dead friend in, and they start cutting her up on the table, and they're freaking out. Oh, it's so brutal, man, because they drop her dead friend right in front of, like, where the possible doctor is. Chris. Chris is his character name. Is it really? Yeah, Chris Flynn. I just looked it up as his real name. Oh, not real name, but that's his name in the movie. <laughs> Dr. Flynn Medicine Dude. <laughs> <laughs> possible Dr. Flynn. He didn't hypothetically go to med school to be called actual Dr. Flynn. Thank you. <laughs> but when they put the, the dead girl's body down right in front of them and her blood starts to like trickle onto like yeah. his hand and like sort of under it, I was like, oh, Oh, it's so gross. It is nasty. Yeah. But they wait and all of the hillbillies end up asleep. So they get up and try to leave. Right. Would you not have just killed them when they're sleeping? Like, yes. with the information we have at this point, we know they have killed at least one person because they don't know they killed the guy she blew. And this house is full of weapons. Exactly. And full of other body parts. Like, we know yeah. 
these people they're serial killers more or less yes like absolutely kill them get the cops call it a night you know what i'm saying yeah but they don't they don't and and it takes forever to watch them get out of this house it really does yeah Yeah, like this is one of those things where i was like this movie's only 84 minutes and 80 of those minutes are in this one scene (laughs) where we're just watching them slowly walk but they get out and they run into the woods Uh, And they get to like a clearing of abandoned cars. And this is where Jeremy Sisto is like, we're going to get out of here. We're going home. We're getting married and we're never going into the woods again. I was like, that was your mistake. Shouldn't have gone to the woods in the first place. (laughs) I I literally (laughs) thought to myself, I was like, these might have been Paige and Jake's vowels. We're never going to the woods again. I don't like to camp. So like they might have just said Jake camps. Jake grew up camping. I could see that. For our family, camping was when my mom had to leave the hotel room to get a coffee. So <laughs> You didn't spend a lot of your summers at KOA is what you're saying. No, we did go to like a, a campground thing that had cabins that we stayed in cabins in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Some KOAs have cabins. I mean, that. Yeah. So yeah. That could, yeah. Yeah. But then, I mean, that's you're like 15 minutes away from where they shot us on the boardwalk. So yeah. like, <laughs> it's maybe not the same. It's certainly not camp. <laughs> yeah no it's definitely not camping not when you go to the dining hall every morning and my mom was like this is terrible this coffee is so bad and we're really roughing it ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, the wilderness <laughs> <laughs> this is mikey from horror virgin i practiced this ad for factor in my car today <laughs> can you show us what you practiced yeah 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 Mikey from Horror Virgin here <laughs> Talk about Factor <laughs> Nailed it I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years uh, Especially since 2020 My work is very busy I have a very busy day job He does I have a very busy hobby uh-huh. Slash second job called podcasting <laughs> Yeah, it's so much work for you <laughs> Eating healthy is hard Cooking, I'm single <laughs> Cooking single is hard And I've loved Factor Other people, they ship you ingredients You have to cook them It takes a long time Factor They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50. To get 50% off. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, <laughs> they see the tow truck drive up to the clearing and they're like, okay. They left it running. One of us has to create a diversion. Then we get to the truck. And this is where they make their first mistake. Well, their 12th mistake or whatever. So you might call it their 12th wrong turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which how many times have they gone back around at that point? Four. That's four. Um, no, three. Three complete circles. It's a, it's a 1240. Eat that, Tony Hawk. <laughs> Tony Hawk. <laughs> I took a wrong turn. 
going to math class. <laughs> anyway, Chris, the almost doctor, is like, I'm going to distract them. You guys go for the truck. So he runs and they shoot him in the leg, but they do walk toward him. So the other three should have gotten in the fucking truck and driven away. <laughs> like, Dude, the amount of like bonding that takes place between the almost doctor and the three people that actually know each other is like nuts to me. Like I would have been <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that sucks for you guy who I don't really know. We're going to go, go fix your hair a thousand times. <laughs> But also, this movie's hilarious. This dude is straight up shot in the leg for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and allegedly. tourniquets his own leg. Yeah, <laughs> he's jumping tree to tree. Yeah, jumping tree to tree, holding onto the bottom of a car the way a fucking American Ninja Warrior would. Like it's the Cape Fear. He does the Cape Fear. Yeah, but he would need the strength of both legs to do that. Yeah, his one calf muscle is like there is a bullet in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and if he actually got shot, like. And it went where it hit him. It would also have hit the bone. Like, he would also probably have a broken leg. It wouldn't just be like a... He might also bleed out depending yeah. on the arteries it hit. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like this movie isn't factually accurate. Let's just say hypothetically <laughs> it's a flesh wound. It goes through and through the sure. calf or whatever. Yeah, sure. He'd still be fucked up and he couldn't spider squirrel jump out of those towers like he did. True. You're not wrong. But he is half flying squirrel. I make that theory later in this podcast. Are you predicting something you're going to do later? I think he wrote a joke that he is setting up that God damn it, if it doesn't pay off, the oh, hellfire no. I'm going to bring down on funny. you. Nothing will make <laughs> me laugh harder than if three beer Mikey forgets to tell that joke. You metabolize one beer an hour. I <laughs> had three beers from like four o'clock till now, which is six hours later. I'm negative three beer Mikey at this point. <laughs> and it has shown up in your performance, sir. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, instead of just getting to the truck, Jeremy Sisto creates like a different diversion and the, and the girls get to the truck. Yeah, he diverts the diversion. He pulls a Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. Yes. He does. Hillbilly's sight is based on motion. <laughs> and it clearly is. Like they, they do run after Cisco. Is that his name? Sisto. Jeremy Sisto. Sisto, not Cisco. He was like, thong, 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 Honestly, thong, Cisco would have been amazing. Away. Ooh, Hillbilly so scandalous. <laughs> I think Jeremy Sisko is the Deep Space Nine. That that's also the name of the captain on Deep Space Nine. You are correct. We're thinking Cisco of Thong Song fame. I do like that Cisco as well. Todd, we sang a parody of the Thong Song and he didn't even notice. I think that's more of a reflection of us. Maybe. <laughs> so that's fair. So they jumped in the truck. Truck, truck, drive <laughs> okay. like what? What? Gotcha. I know what? this one. Through the woods. <laughs> anyway, they drive through the woods. Jeremy's sister runs through the woods. They catch up with him only to have him get hit in the back by three arrows. Oh, dude, when he gets shot once, because he's like booking it through the woods to the truck, and he gets shot once, and he like stumbles a little bit, but he's still standing. And Emmanuel Chirico, he's like, come on, why are you not running? She's like yelling at him like, you idiot, run. And he's like already been shot once. So like mm -hmm. he hears his fiance who he loves. He died like he lived, being nagged by his <laughs> girlfriend. That is where I was going. Yes, absolutely he does. But points for the Yurikai theory because he gets Yurikai all up in this. He does. I honestly thought when we when we finally saw the, the full bow and arrow hillbilly, he was going to have like a white handprint on his face. Across his face. Yeah. Yeah. But they find a watchtower and so they like 
or rather they drive until the car stops then they get out they run through the woods they find a watchtower climb it to find the flaming eye that sees everything <laughs> like the signal we call on the riders of rohan <laughs> yes gondor needs aid. yes absolutely i do love that they find a radio they call out and then like they do call someone over like i love that this sets up like a padding of the kill count, not yeah. them getting saved. I thought that that was right. fun. That doesn't, it doesn't pay off for like another 20 minutes of the movie, but I like that part of it. And how fucking tall is this thing? And with one shaky ladder. Watchtowers are very tall, but they have like a, they have steps, I think, mostly. I would want it to have more than just a ladder that was built for the Lindbergh kidnapping. Like, I definitely <laughs> would not climb this ladder. It's an old reference, but yeah, okay. Well, it's as old as that ladder. <laughs> <laughs> you got the spirit of St. Louis in you. <laughs> Holy shit! I got high-roaded in my Lindbergh reference. <laughs> that was I loved it. How long do you think it would take that motherfucker to climb up a ladder with a shot leg? Oh my god, the fact that they let him go first, and then Emmanuel Cherokee's at the bottom and I was like, she's gonna get got. He could have fallen. I would have been like, you go last because you're gonna fall because you shot. Yeah. And also, that ladder is like rickety crickety. Like, if he falls, because he's the heaviest of them, you know, if he falls, he's gonna fall on both of them, thereby killing the two women, he, he'll be fine because he'll have a lot of support when he lands, but they mm. will be like a general paste. Yes, a pink mist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that doesn't happen. They do climb up and go through the trap door into the watchtower. Yes. This brings up my grievance. These hillbillies, they drive cars. They do. They use generators. Yes. They don't have flashlights. We have to do. We have to go torches and pitchfork style through the midst, through the woods, to this giant rickety ladder, and we're climbing <laughs> all the way up to the top. Is this from the musical Into the Woods? It's from Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, watch my favorite documentary about Stockholm syndrome. It's called The Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> he gives her a library, and he has shoulders. <laughs> oh, that movie where that hunky dude gives his kidnapping victim a library. Oh, I love it. Her town didn't understand her, okay? That's the only movie where, like, the Disney princess at the end watches this, like, beautiful transformation, and she's like, can you can you go back to being the Beast, though? Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, he's got them. Sh- he just needs, like, a good haircut, you know? I'm a prince in the sheets and a beast in the streets. <laughs> he's both a prince and a beast in the sheets. <laughs> that means he'll do you raw, but he'll call you milady in the process. <laughs> milady. Anyway, they, they get up there. They call somebody on the radio. But of course, the sound of it and the light at the top of the light tower has given them away. Yes. And so the hillbillies are trying to climb up. They block the trap door. So the hillbillies just light it on fire, figuring that they'll burn them out. And that is why they had torches, because they had to have a way to get them out. Like, it is nothing other than just a plot requirement yeah 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 oh. they should have seasoned them first <laughs> i thought this scene was insane because the way they get out of this was to american no. ninja warrior their way through the forest it's insane they jumped in the trees and then they hit the salmon ladder and then they do the doorknob bridge like you know that kind of shit it goes from a horror movie to feeling a little bit like a night shoot of a live action fern gully movie for like 10 minutes just all in the trees yes bro no seeing chris turn into a sugar glider (laughs) (laughs) this is your flying squirrel theory okay he's like 
I don't want to go down and get eaten, but I also don't want to burn to death. And then he he just spreads his wings and glides through the air to the tree. I was like, what the fuck? This guy just float across the sky? I don't know. What is this? I do wish when he jumps, because it's the first time he goes first, right? When he jumps, I wish we had gotten it like in slow motion. It just went boof. I believe I can fly. <laughs> but just with flaps of skin between his arms and his legs. <laughs> hey, I believe I can touch the sky. And then a close up where we just hear like. <laughs> he catches the other tree. And then he looks at the girls like, okay, your turn. Like, that's something you just do. Who next? When, when <laughs> yeah. Emmanuel Chiriqui jumps out and he like helps her. Like, cause she like grabs on, but is under it and he helps her up or whatever. And then Eliza Dushku jumps out and she doesn't jump out like. Sugar glider facing style. it, right? She's not, she's not jumping out like a sugar glider. She just like jumps and like tucks, so she's like falling <laughs> sideways onto a tree. Yeah, I was like, I want to make sure my spine hits the most of this tree as possible. Exactly. <laughs> They're allowed to be pets in other parts of the world, and I don't understand the ethics of that. It's probably not good. Would I kill it if I was on alone? Yeah, but I would I be sad about you it? You wouldn't need to. They're very tiny. That's four hundred calories. The most recent season of Alone lost me when they showed someone killing a squirrel to eat it. Like, it wasn't like sure, whatever. Sure, 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 And they showed that squirrel's mate run over to the squirrel <laughs> and, like, oh touch God. it, shake it, and then about. start literally screaming. And I... <laughs> immediately started weeping and I turned it off. Like I could not watch it. And Mikey's like, I fucking love this show. It's so good. That I it would break me. It, it was very so sad. fucking sad. Mm. It was the saddest I've ever been watching TV. All of this is bad. Anyway, so these squirrels jump into the trees. Uh and then <laughs> lo and behold, uh the the hillbillies are also squirrels and so they're also in the trees. Uh and they're kind of climbing through the different trees, and then one of them gets behind Emmanuel Cherokee and just like axe to the mouth, chopping her head in half so her body falls to the ground. I think you mean axe body sprayed. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the joke, Mikey? I mean, the sugar glider, this one, this is what I'm shining in this episode. The whole indoor scenes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there are so many shots in this where I was like, hey, I can see the back wall that you painted to look like a forest. Yeah, it's bad. But, uh, but yeah, and this is one of those scenes. Like, it's so dark, and they shoot well, it in such a way that you can tell, like, it is on a soundstage. It's like if somebody climbed around in the back of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> like, not, yeah, just... not like the sets for the movie, like no, the ride at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, where if you look yeah. up, you're like, that looks like an office building ceiling. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Even if it looked good, we're supposed to now believe that six random people are this good at climbing trees? Yeah. And yes. one of them is shot in the leg. Right. Yes. And you can bend a branch back like that to knock one of the Urukai or the Hillbillyakai out of the trees. You might yeah. as well have shown the bullet leaving his leg as he glided across the sky. <laughs> and I would have yeah. believed this scene more. <laughs> like, I don't know, shot in the leg. Jumped into a tree. Now I'm back together again. Whatever. <laughs> Orcs. More like dorks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> more like Oric die. And the whole movie, they're making like weird orc noises. Like there's no human. Yeah. They like use their own language. They do have their own language. They do speak to each other, but it's not intelligible. They sp they speak Nell. The Jody <laughs> Day in the weeds. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I hate you so fucking much. That's so funny. Oh my God. 
what we were missing there's a deleted scene where Sauron births them out of the swamp and I really kind of needed that I think I'm so glad someone got my old Jodie Foster reference <laughs> Titan in the wind <laughs> anyway so they like they they catapult that one out of the tree and then they climb through the trees to miraculously be like great here's the waterfall that we totally knew was here and you're like what <laughs> like you just you got lucky yeah, the movie makes no sense at all it's amazing so they get to the waterfall and they're hiding behind the waterfall and this is where she's just like my boyfriend broke up with me and then they all just like dropped everything to take me on a trip anyway let's go to sleep and he's just like cool story bro like they don't cool ever story. talk like, we never learned anything about him you it is so hilarious. your dad died in the chimney on christmas day cool story <laughs> i mean she might as well have been like because she's like, that's what kind of friends they were. He could have been like, I didn't ask, and I don't care. We need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I See, I, I half expected, knowing that the, like when this movie was made and whatever. For them to make out that yes! night? Yes! Ah, <laughs> I just be so like, too. At least I've got you as a friend. <laughs> and this is when you could just be like, hey, um, would you give me a blowjob? <laughs> I mean, my leg is shot, and I like I saved you. I don't want you to feel like you have to because of the implication, but like, but you know. we did find this semi-private cave behind a waterfall. This cool so waterfall, it's super romantic. Worst though. you could say is no. Know what I'm saying? But she'd go. I think. I mean. <laughs> You gotta just, you have to ask. You gotta ask. I don't think I'd have the balls to ask, honestly. I think she needs to negotiate in that situation because he's not the only one that's about to die. Like they both <laughs> we, are like seconds that's what before I was death. Thinking, Paige. Like, why Everybody not? could get theirs, right? But like, yeah. I want the scene of them like laying next to each other, like facing opposite directions in the cave and him being like, Hey, are you still awake? <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. Oh, I thought you were going to go a different route where they're facing opposite ways. And he's like, this doesn't normally happen to me. I promise. <laughs> it's the stress. I do it's think it's the loss of blood to my leg. I'm sorry. All the blood has leaked out of my leg. So. So there's none left for my third leg, lady. <laughs> exactly. The worst part about this is that the Coldplay CD was in my car and it broke when we crashed. <laughs> Yeah, this this whole day has been yellow. <laughs> I do think it was funny that Eliza Dushku was like talking about how great her friends were, and her friends were great. Like they were good friends to her. Like they should be honored or whatever. And then in response to that, he just doesn't share any personal information. It would have been the perfect time to be like, "Hey, we're here. Would you want to give me a blowjob?" Mikey, <laughs> no, we can't. We have to move on from that. But like, I think that I, it would have been funny if he was just like. Yeah, I mean, like I missed a job interview. We all we all lost stuff today. We all like, lost. We stuff. all have been through equal amounts of trauma. You think this is bad? You should have seen the traffic I was in. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been hilarious. Also, I ruined my car. I spent everything on that car. So fucking and funny. All my money, his backstory makes no sense. I he know, doesn't like, have a backstory. Like we don't. We never learn anything about that character. Like I'm serious. Yeah. He could have in this moment been like, yeah, I really hope I get back to my wife and kids and I would have bought it. Like I'd have been like, oh shit, yeah. he's got a wife and like, kids. I've been like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, because we know zero <laughs> about him. Instead, what we get is like, my friends are dead. Maybe I could blowjob you about it. Like that, <laughs> that's what we get. Okay, to be clear, that does not happen in this scene. But- <laughs> 
only because they got a studio note that it was too much. I think you so we can we should call them cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you mean the hillbilly oysters? <laughs> <laughs> I know I made a good joke when I can make Mikey do the hee hees. <laughs> they call uh, them Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what Rocky Mountain oysters are, Google it. You're welcome. But Appalachian Mountain oysters are balls, just man. They're balls. your brother's balls. Yeah. <laughs> That's so specific. Specific and accurate. <laughs> Anyway, so they wake up and she's like, they're here. And he's like, they're not. Uh, that was a nightmare. And she's like, it was a nightmare. That was a nightmare we shared. Like, how would he know that was like what she was dreaming about? I don't know. See, that's the strong connection of a blowjob. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah, you don't understand that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't, apparently. After you blow someone, you suck out their dreams. <laughs> Todd, that's why it's called giving head. Because <laughs> brains, your mind melding with my mind pond far you get it I, anyway all of a sudden like zombies a lot more now all they want <laughs> is to get that brain you know what i'm saying i get it anyway they <laughs> climb and they see a road and he's like oh my god there's a road how do we get down to that road and who should pop up but the hillbillies and she's like i know what a fucking road is it's just a <laughs> I, I do love that they were like well how are we gonna get down that slope and he was like don't worry i'll get down the slope and then he immediately Whee! gets pushed down the slope <laughs> no he doesn't fly like a squirrel which is what mikey just did when <laughs> he yelled just now <laughs> no but like the, the axe hillbilly like throws the axe and scares them he doesn't hit him but it hits the tree right by them and then he like pushes the dude down the slope so he like Right after being like, don't worry, I'll get down it. He could shove down the slope and Elijah, Eliza gets taken. Now, let me ask you this. Why didn't they just kill her? Why did they bring her back alive? This really bothered me because you can't create more hillbillies without a woman. I thought about that too. I thought too. about that too, but then they clearly were going to kill her. Well, and they clearly killed Emmanuel Chirqui like immediately. So like, yeah, they weren't saving just the women. So like, it wasn't like that. They were indiscriminately killing everyone immediately and decide to save her. Well, they had to save one until they took one. I'm sorry, what? They killed one of the brothers. Yeah, but they've already taken and killed a girl. So oh, this, yeah. this bothers Paige and I because we know enough about serial killers to know that this wouldn't happen because you're either like a process killer or a, a product killer and they are product killers. They're doing it for the body. So they usually kill very quickly and then do with what the body, whatever they want, sort of. It's right. horrible shit. And this is a change in type. So what I'm saying is this is uncharacteristic of serial killers. Well, that's why it bothered me, Paige. I'm assuming that's why it bothered you too. Yeah. Yeah. They could they could be cycling, changing their pattern a little bit. But also, I think hey, their brother's dead. They need to make a new brother. Also, we are giving way too much credit to this movie. <laughs> if we're like talking about how like, well, actually, serial killers don't really change what type of killer they are. Like, yeah, we're giving this too much credit, I think. Well, here, I mean, the serial killer part definitely but my thing was just practical it's harder to take her alive they've killed everyone up to this point so that's their norm they have weapons she's alone she's defenseless yeah why leave her alive especially if once you get back to the cabin they're basically just going to kill her anyway like they've got the knife to her throat like why wait i don't i don't know and that is not at all explained like that was a problem like there's nothing in this movie that is not a requirement for the plot you know what i'm saying yeah like, 
there is nothing that is like grounded in reality, which doesn't make me not like it. I mean, there's there's so <laughs> little characterization to this movie that people's lines are things like this way. Yeah. And that's it. Just directions. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that like in order to write a script that is like this devoid of like personal information from your main characters, you have to go through and pull some of that out of there. Like, yes. it is so sterile. It's wild. <laughs> it's like someone... Shot a spec script like Yes It's wild But even a spec script Has to have info Like Yeah it's true Anyway So he's down at the road A cop pulls up And he's like Oh my god Thank goodness people are killing us He's like Are you the people that called on the radio yeah. And as they're figuring it out He just gets arrowed Through the face Through the eye Oh dude it's so And it, it's out of nowhere Like this, that actually scared me too Like it's so sad Because they could have been Archery champions And made so much money they could have been gold medalists. They yep. could have been contenders. You could see him on the pedestal. <laughs> hey, you guys. Oh, anyway, the sheriff drops. Chris tries to get into the car, but then the other guy keeps firing arrows. So he climbs under the car, which apparently confuses him, even though he would have totally seen him climb under that car. He would have. It's wild that he doesn't know where he is. But there's like this whole shot of like, okay, maybe Chris can get the gun. Oh, and there's the keys. Maybe Chris can get the keys. But no, he doesn't get either of those things. Yeah. It was established earlier that their vision is based on movement. <laughs> it was established in a bit on this podcast, not in the movie, Mikey. Right, right, right. And even if that was true, he moved under the car. Like, he <laughs> did. He would have seen that. Yeah. So, he climbs under the car and basically holds onto the undercarriage while he drives yeah. that car back to the house. Which, again, they have now taken Eliza Dushku alive and are just going to kill her in the house. Like, do it outside so you don't have to like clean up the floor and shit. Um, yeah. Brothers don't really care about that. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's probably true. The next 20 minutes of the movie, and I shit you not, 20 minutes, uh, is just them fighting each of the brothers one on one twice. Yes, it is. Oh my God. I do love the beginning of the fight though, because instead of leaving, Chris does go and try and save her, which I was like, that, yeah. that's. That's awesome. Like I would have left her. Yeah, you don't know this person. <laughs> she said no to your very polite request behind the waterfall. So like <laughs> I mean maybe you should just drive your ass back to town, right Mikey? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I would have yeah, pulled yeah. up to my job interview and that tow truck and been like, "Made it." <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. I'm kind of with you on that one. But I do love that he like Lights their front door on fire with which what has to be like a Molotov cocktail of some sort. And then he, as he sees someone walk towards it, one of the hillbillies, he clearly doesn't care that that much about Elijah Dusku because he has no idea where she is because he rams the front door yes. and just like kills maybe the guy he hits right behind the door and then gets out and like throws a Molotov cocktail at the other guy and catches him on fire. But also I'm like this is one of the only drivable vehicles so like of anything it's that you could have used as a battery <laughs> ram like what are we doing? So like they fight 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 fight. It seems like they kill them but then they all seem to come back so he and Eliza Dushku run outside he's got one bullet left he fires at the gas tanks on the back of the car they explode the house which throws them a good few feet away yes and yeah. then they drive the tow truck 
back down the road to the gas station where he rips the map off the wall and then they drive <laughs> away. And, and that's, that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what'd you guys think about Wrong Turn? Cult classic. I stand by it being paint by numbers the movie. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. And I sort of love that about the movie. Like, it feels very much like every horror movie that came out between like 2003 and 2007 the time period in which they were no longer shooting on film but digital didn't look quite as good as film yet you know mm -hmm. like that time period feels like bullet for my valentine or whatever that one was called my bloody valentine my bloody valentine thank yeah. you bullet for my valentine <laughs> sorry my bloody valentine like that time period feels very similar uh but i sort of like that about this movie i love that we didn't learn anything about these characters Characters that we watch die It makes me like not emotionally Connect with them very much so when they die I'm more like oh shit He cut her head in half and then Her body fell out of the tree That's dope I'm not like oh that's really sad She was gonna get married you know mm -hmm. yeah. I just thought it was interesting I quite enjoyed it because I think It's real <laughs> dumb it is real Dumb though and I mean that like as a compliment Paige is right it's it's like a time capsule Of a movie it's yes. so it's just So of its error in horror <laughs> That it is like paint by numbers but it's also Kind of crazy for itself Like there's some yeah the, it's crazy But it's also like a tight 85 Minute horror movie so like If you want to throw something on while you're doing Laundry or whatever I can't think Of a better movie than this one if you're like A huge horror fan it feels like An 80s horror movie Made in the 2000s it does it, Yeah because unlike a lot of the horror that are It's rated R there's still some gory kills but like The kids are stupid you don't care who they Are you just want Jason to come kill them Right yeah and this is a this is an R Movie we asked that before mm -hmm. but didn't answer it It is R but there's no nudity So like all of it is for the kills It has to be for the kills or maybe language But like that's it Yeah anyway but Paige do you have any fun facts for us I do well hit us with your Fun facts Wrong turn, turn, fun, fun facts. facts, sugar glider, fun uh, facts. So Eliza Dushku did almost all of her own stunts for the movie. Now, Emmanuel Chiriqui, during the tree section, dislocated her shoulder when she fell through the trees, and you can actually hear the pop Oof. on the production track. Huh. Yeah. Now, during production... You know how they set up video village and, and seats for the cast for yeah. in between takes. Uh, they set them up in what they thought was a just a clump of weeds, but it turned out to be poison ivy. So the entire cast and crew ended up with poison ivy throughout the filming of most of this movie. Oh, <laughs> shit. What? That's oh, so dumb. Oh, my God, guys. It's brutal. You're doing a film about being in the woods. Learn about being in the woods, guys. Yep. So the lead character, Eliza Dushu's Dushku's character Jess Burlingame is named after the heroine in Gerald's Game by Stephen King. Oh, I didn't know her name. There you go. <laughs> uh, now, Mikey. as I mentioned, I think they wisely kept some of the mountain men a little obscured. Yeah. Um, but even so, the design for them was actually designed by Stan Winston. Okay. Okay. This was one of the first, or one of the last films he worked on, um, but specifically he worked on Three Fingers. So the, the Mountain Men have uh, names. They're Sawtooth, One Eye, and Three Finger. Um, so he particularly worked on Three Finger. Uh, this movie is the only wrong turn movie that doesn't have sex or nudity. Apparently, oh, no shit. there's okay. quite a bit in the sequel. <laughs> yes. There are three things missing from that house. Sex, nudity, Trump, 2024 flag right front. <laughs> well, 
Now, here's the thing, though. The original script did have nudity, or at least a couple different versions of the script did. So Tell me everything. At one point, there was the the opening was changed, and instead of mountain climbing, they were bathing nude and then having sex on land, and they would have been killed, much like a Friday the Thirteenth movie. My preferable date instead of rock climbing, Todd. (laughs) Your first date is to go to a waterfall and have sex. If you do it right, right? (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'm not gonna get Dick Giardia today, so ain't having. I'm not gonna go rock climb with. Eight guys for this girl's attention. Who's going to spot you? You're going to let your date spot you, Mikey? (laughs) You got to bring your bros. Look, I can't help that I just look like pure sex with water running through a fall. Like, I just come through the waterfall. Also like a T-Rex in Jurassic Park. (laughs) Mikey, I will say this. I have seen a lot of your backyard pool thirst traps that you've been posting in your stories. And you do look pretty great soaking wet. I took a... slow-mo video of my feet and i couldn't put instagram wouldn't let me post it and i'm still upset about it wait really the one you sent to us because <laughs> yeah. you sent us your feet trap it wouldn't let you post that video you sent to us i don't know if it's too long or something i was like come on it was pornographic in nature it was <laughs> yeah. like it was like mikey's feet in slow motion kicking <laughs> above like right above the water line of his pool it was very slow motion flirtatious. That's all stuff you put on there. It's just feet. <laughs> you're the one that shot it in slow motion. All right. Yeah, you're the That's one who on shot it in slow motion with no socks on, you fucking pervy bitch. I was in a pool, babe. I can't wear socks in a pool. The Lord sees your nakedness. I always wear socks in a pool. Anyway, so there was more nakedness <laughs> in this movie uh, where uh, Francine and Evan, instead of having uh, a blowjob on the hood of the car that we don't see, originally there was a scene of them going out and having sex in the woods in the woods and getting killed that way. Okay. At the very end, Elijah Dushku's character's clothes were supposed to be completely torn off while she was tied to the bed. So uh, I guess that is why they kept her alive, but um, all of which got cut from from the script before they even shot them. Yeah, okay. Um, the screenwriter for this movie uh, also penned the script for the reboot, Wrong Turn 2021. Fair enough. There was not a lot of promotion done for this film because most of the TV spots were deemed too intense. And originally, all the characters were meant to be in their mid to late 20s, but they aged them down to try and appeal to a younger audience. Okay. How old are they? 19. Yeah, I got like in college, maybe just about to graduate college kind of age. No, they're all supposed to be 18 and 19. So like in, well, in college or transitioning to college. Yeah. It's a little bit younger. Yeah. So this franchise, not this film in the franchise, but this franchise is in the number, is in the top 10 horror series with the most nude scenes on Mr. Skin. Really? We gotta do these sequels. (laughs) Mikey threw his arms up in the air like he was a sugar squirrel or whatever they're called. Looks like this wrong turn turned out to be a right turn for me. (laughs) Have you never seen any of the wrong turns? Not the sequels. Just this first one. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. this is the only one I've ever seen too. That's funny. Okay, sorry. Because this, I mean, this is like the first movie in this franchise we've done. And and there's nothing to it. Like there's nothing distinguishing it from anything. You're right. But it's wild that we've done 270 episodes and not done this franchise at all. 
Well, it took us this long to get to Phantasm, so. And that is a crime. This is not. That is a crime. <laughs> we have not done a lot of redneck horror stuff. That's why we did a whole, I mean, these are big movies. And honestly, Mikey, I'm sorry we've been neglecting your people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, during one of the last scenes of the movie, Eliza Dushku accidentally set the actor playing Three Finger on fire. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I mean, the, on the set, there was a lot of fire going on. Like, yep. I hear her father, Count Dushku, had the same problem with Yoda in the ah! third Star Wars movie. <laughs> Episode three. That joke was 100% for Mikey. And finally, for your fun facts, this movie has a body count of 10. Those are got to pump those numbers up. Yeah. Yep. And some of those include the ones listed during the credits in the opening titles so those uh, two yeah that makes sense yeah the first two in the cold open awesome well Paige, thank you so much for those fun facts let's talk a little bit about box office so what do you think the production budget was for wrong turn 20 years ago when this movie came out i think this movie cost a million okay i must say five million mikey you're way closer it was 10 million dollars okay. okay to make Ooh, this movie it is not on the screen jeremy cisco is expensive <laughs> did you see his sunflower necklace page i did i did shit doesn't that. come cheap uh if you adjust that for inflation that's 16.5 million dollars a day page i would agree it is not on the screen so the movie came out on may 30th 2003 literally just over 20 years ago guys uh it was sixth in the theaters it was beat by the number one movie, Finding Nemo, oh. was the number one movie that week. Bruce Almighty was number two. The Italian Job was number three. The Matrix Reloaded was fourth. Daddy Daycare was fifth. And of course, Wrong Turn was sixth. What do you think Wrong Turn made in its opening weekend? Opening weekend at six. I'm gonna Yeah, I was gonna say about four million. Yeah, we're gonna go together. Four million. You guys are pretty close. It was five point one million dollars. Uh I, although the big winner this week was Finding Nemo. It made seventy million dollars. Uh, it was its opening weekend. So these plebeians going to see Finding Nemo over this. <laughs> it's a good movie. It is a great, great movie. Wrong turn is that's what we're talking about, right, Paige? Yes. Wrong that's, turn. That's what we're talking oh, about. Yeah. No, I was talking about Finding Nemo. No, Finding Nemo's not the best movie to take someone who had just lost their mother to, and I learned oh, that no. uh, <laughs> when I first saw that movie with my good friend who, who their mother had just died, and oh, we no. went to go see a happy Disney movie, and oh, the first no. ten minutes of this movie, it's a yeah. Anyway, it was a terrible day. So anyway, I'm gonna run to the restroom real quick. I'm so sorry. Go. Okay. Yeah, he hated that story so much, he's got to shit his britches. <laughs> All right, so it made 5.1 in its opening weekend. It was sixth its opening weekend, like I mentioned. It was eighth its second weekend, but it was never again in the top 10. It was in theaters for 17 weeks, though. So how much do you think it brought in in its domestic box office run? I think total, maybe it made 35. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? Okay. Because it got so many sequels, I'm going to go higher. 50? Okay. This movie made $15.4 million domestically. That's fair. Mikey, your face of confusion, I think, is appropriate. Lots of DVD stuff, huh? Well, m more than likely. I don't actually have that information because it didn't track it this time. But it did also, however, make $13.2 million domestically internationally for a total of 28.6 million dollars at the time so it did make 
you know, more than its budget of $10 million at $28 million. And if you adjust that for inflation, that's $47.3 million today. But it has to have made a lot of money in DVD and Blu-ray sales and stuff like that that it just didn't track because of the time period it was. Because there's no way they would have made that many sequels if it didn't, if it wasn't like a cash cow, right? Yeah, because if it, I mean, if it costs 10 to make, double that, which means in order to even just hit its budget, it's at 20. So like, it's over its budget. So it didn't fail, but it didn't. You know, that's not like a hit. It's certainly not a hit in theaters. It may have been a hit like in DVD and Blu-ray sales, but, you know, it, it wasn't a hit in theaters. Now, I don't even know if Wrong Turn 2 got a theatrical release. So, I mean, they may have been just straight to video after that. Maybe. And maybe that's why Mikey didn't see them. Yeah. 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 So I, I just looked it up. Wrong Turn 2 Dead End. <laughs> Perfect name, by the way. Great name. Um, it was released on DVD. Did not get a theatrical release. Makes sense. Anyway, we will talk about that one, I'm sure, when we do that movie. But that is your box office for this movie, Wrong Turn from 2003. Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, our scary scale listeners is how scary we found the film when we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Paige. Oh, this is a one for me, dog. Todd. I'm going to give it a four because it was like jump scary, like the kind of jump scary that really bothers me. And also when that squirrel dies and the other squirrel runs over and touches it and like oh, God, screams. Please, and so I can't. Sad. I can't. Like, I can't. That broke my heart. So I'm getting some residual on that, too. So I'm going to say a four. I'm going to give it a one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our scary scale. What? Thank you, yep. Macho Man, Mikey Savage. So this week, Mikey, you made us watch wrong turn what are you making us watch okay next week actually you dropped what we were doing already but yeah. remind the listeners yeah i'm gonna double check where it's streaming so i don't have to pay another I 15 dollars i can't believe Prime. i paid 15 dollars to own wrong turn mikey the one wrong turn without nudity you made me buy. <laughs> you have to pay extra for that wholesome content. Oh, it's got Fred Ward in it. Bro, we're going to watch Southern Comfort yeah. next week, which is a scary movie my dad showed me when I was little. Okay. That I really liked. It has some famous actors of the time, and I believe it's on Amazon Prime. I believe it, it is watch free now with ads is what it says perfect but i think that's basically the only place it is i like it better than deliverance i it's it's about people in the louisiana national guard who go do an exercise in the bayou and end up getting into it with the locals and they start hunting them like deliverance style that actually sounds like it could be pretty good yeah and it's got a cool name southern comfort yeah isn't it like isn't that a whiskey yeah all right. Well, your homework for next week is to drink some Southern Comfort while watching Southern Comfort and then check back for that episode next Monday. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Oh, definitely not. Well, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review right on the podcast. And that's to leave us a five star text review. And we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? What a maneuver. What does what a maneuver have to say? Title of the review. Five star review. OK, great. I like this show. I had cool. never heard of Pandorum, but when I saw you all had done an episode on it, I watched it. Then I told all my friends they have to see it. They ignored me. But at some point. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what's that, what that's like, you know, with stars and everything. Wow. <laughs> Showing off that you have friends. <laughs> they ignored me. But at some point, they will watch it and say, hey, Chris, have you seen Pandorum? It's awesome. That's the dynamics I have with my friends. <laughs> I feel like this is a five-star review and, like, a critique on his friends. And he signs it off Chris A. And Chris A., that'll be $125. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you can go ahead and sign up for that therapy level on Patreon. Well, what a maneuver. Thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. Yeah. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review or a review of your friend group, Give us a five-star review. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me but not Todd just look me up on Venmo if you can't financially support the show that's understandable that's fine but if you want to hang out with us on the daily join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin we also link it like once a week so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group literally we're in there talking every day it's awesome and guys we got a P.O. box so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box it's actually not a P.O. box it's like a regular street address it's pretty awesome it's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager's been, like, driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? She keeps crashing into other cars. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, out of nowhere. And she doesn't even have, like, CDs to go through, right? I know, I know. Do better, Tia's teenager. Stop wrecking cars. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants me to have you guys watch some videos, but he hasn't sent me another one since the one we did last week. So, Jonathan, send me another video so I can force them to watch it. But until then, thank you so much for the support. We appreciate it so much. We now return you to another episode of uh, The The Patreonicals. All right, here we are in fairy tale world. Uh, Hmm. Heck yeah. Do you remember what happened last week? I think we fought a dragon. We did fight a dragon, Mikey. I'm proud of you. Uh, I don't think we finished the fight. Well, who knows? I don't. It's a shame (laughs) no one records those conversations and like publishes them for people to listen to every week. I don't understand why you guys made me do this at the end of our Zoom calls when we're just catching up and watching our (laughs) movies. Okay. So the the dragon is it's it's here. It's in the, you know, Isaac is cutting its tail off with his black knight armor. And then Kate's got it pinned down with her psychic powers. Karun is alone again. So he, oh, oh, I know. I know. His alien mate has disappeared. Actually, no, she hasn't. Oh, that was a quick turn of events. Wait, wait, Natasha's still in it, right? Yes. I was wrong. Natasha appeared. She went to the bathroom and he freaked out. He's got an anxious (laughs) attachment style. I get that. Yeah. I'm avoidant dismissive. (laughs) So, like, I get it. (laughs) 
Aaron, who was once a moon general, made a wish in a wishing well and is no longer a moon person. She is now Glinda the Good Witch. (laughs) I honestly do think that that might be old enough to be in the public domain at this point. So I think we might be okay. Who knows? If you are a copyright person and you're this far, we do have a copyright person in the in the listeners. You fucking rat! (laughs) I think she meant that Mike could help us. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. Welcome (laughs) aboard. So Aaron's like, I'm a good witch now. Uh, So she turns to um, Libby um, and was like. And is you're no longer a moon queen. You're just a queen. Oh, well, okay. Queen. Sir queen. She looks like Queen Elizabeth. So what you're saying is she's serving fresh tilapia, hunty. <laughs> Wait, like Elizabeth in the 60s? Like when she was like cool riding Vespas with little baby corgis? Or like old as shit, just about to die, Queen Elizabeth? Like super racist. No, like in between there. So okay. medium racist. All right. <laughs> yes. I'm not sure she ever wasn't racist. Like I don't think that that changed throughout her true, life. True, true, yeah. true. So Libby goes, Libby goes, I'm queen of this whole thing now. This is my queendom. Queendom. Hell yeah. Kill that fucking dragon. And they're like, who the fuck is this person or whatever? And do we have this much awareness of the B plot while also battling a dragon? Sorry. (laughs) Dreskel does because he's in his Iron Man suit monitoring everything. Hell yeah. His uh, onboard navigational computer, you know, Jarvis, is giving him updates on the B story. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, we can't say Jarvis. It's actually Tarvis now. (laughs) My bad. I didn't realize that we had updated that. That verbiage because people were using (laughs) Jarvis derogatorily. I have to now because some copyright rat listens to the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) I think they're on our side, Mikey. We don't know that. (laughs) There's no way to know. (laughs) So the queen lady's like, "Uh, Allie the mermaid, I want you in my circle of friends. I I believe they call it a court. Court. Yes, a court. She's like, like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. Do you guys have an aquarium for me? Or like, what's the situation? Do you guys have a pool? Like, what's going on? She's like, only if my man, Bo Easy from Florida, can come. And they're like, sure. Where do do we park his jet ski, though? Like, how do we... (laughs) Sorry. Sexy Caliber, the sexy talking sword, was like, I want to be involved in this queendom. Okay, technically, the sword's name is Sex Caliber Bones a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not saying that every time. <laughs> I'm saying it every time. <laughs> Jeremy with his laser eyes lasers the eye of the dragon and pops it. Hell yeah. Lauren, the cave person, bangs the shit out of that dragon's head. Hell yeah. In the popped eye socket. Love that lizard with pop eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with popped eyes, Paige, please. Exactly. Mr. Rage Bomb doesn't do anything yet. Does he climb inside the eye hole and explode? Sunzi the Tin Man is like, I was a robot, but now I'm a Tin Man. And we're like, stop talking like that. (laughs) Why are you doing your impression of Todd? (laughs) River Moon, who is a witch. God damn, did you hear that personality shift when he said River Moon? River River Moon. River Moon. Who is a witch. She's like, Aaron, you bitch. (laughs) You stupid witch. Yeah, I'm the other witch, and I want the queen to like me more, so I made them a castle, and it's like over there. She like wished it over there. Weach. Weach. And so they their court is going into the castle as they kill this dragon. 
Uh, the Tin Man, uh, no one likes him. He's like a fucking loser. Sorry, oh, Sunzi. Jesus like... Christ. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution, though, Sunzi. <laughs> yeah. James Airy <laughs> is a knight. He's like a sexy knight. He's a knight in shining armor in the Patrioticals. <laughs> <laughs> Holding Jay's caliber, and he's like, Jay's caliber? He's holding Do you sex mean Jay's caliber. Pack? Okay, okay. And then he's like, Sex caliber's like, hey, look into Jay's pack. I bet you can find something good to impress that vixen who is a. Uh, uh, also named Vixen. <laughs> yes, the Vixen's a Vixen. <laughs> She's a maiden in the court now, but also always in distress. <laughs> nice. But it's like, mild distress it's like she's not super happy with what they have in the cafeteria this week like that mm-hmm. kind of distress mm-hmm. yes it's yeah. wild distress yeah and then um he pulls some stuff out of the pack and it's like protection you know so like a shield like a shield that you could protect yourself from like the fire of a yes, dragon it's it's actually a sh- yes more of a metal diaphragm for the body <laughs> <laughs> but it, like to use inside the castle yeah right but then Inside the castle appears a new person. Oh, Madeline, the jester who starts juggling. Of course, because they're a jester. Yeah, they're good with balls. At the same time, Jeremy's laser eyes go out the back of the dragon's head and they kill the dragon. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to wait to find out what happens next week. As I'd imagine, the dragon slayers do also come into that court. On another episode of uh, The Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us this week. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. Keep it ookie spooky. Yeah. Have an amazing 4th of July. Well, that was last week because that's the order in which this episode drops. But bye. And the week after. Fixed it. (laughs) (laughs) Except you, England. Yeah, we shouldn't really celebrate our country so much as we should be making fun of Britain for losing us. Bye. We are never, ever, ever getting (laughs) Getting back back together. together. We. You go dump the tea and dump the tea and spill the tea. Oh, spill that tea, baby.